0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So we continue tonight in Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, that's a verse I left off um, two weeks ago before our mission trip, and once again that is Philippians 3, 14. So this is really good. There's a lot here in Philippians. Mom, Mom Brown and I were talking about this two weeks ago. There's just so much here. There's so very much here. So um, I pray that God speaks to you tonight through his word. Let's start here. It says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Huh. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. How many of you know it's hard to reach the end of the race if you don't press on and you keep dropping in and out of the race? It's hard to complete the race. You've got to stay with it, stick to it. Say, man, I don't know how, I don't feel like it. I don't, you're going to have to trust God. You say, man, I don't know, I, I may need some deliverance in my life. We can do that. I'm telling you, the answers to your problems and your questions are in discipleship. They are. That's why we have a spiritual warfare training class. That, that class with Pastor Fabian is so much more. Those of you that have taken the class, it's so much more than just spiritual warfare. It's, it is, it's a discipleship-type boot camp. And you, you learn. It's not an easy class, but you learn a lot. I mean, we can make excuses till the end of time as believers, or we can press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. And I'm saying this to you tonight by the Spirit of God, I believe. You're called to persevere. That's what scripture says. You got to hang in there. You got to hang in there. Years ago, I told a young lady, she was just, and I've had, and a young man around the same time, folks were telling me, I don't know if this works. I don't know. And I say, Man, you haven't been faithful. How would you know if it works or not? How on earth would you know if it works or not? You don't even. I, I told another guy, I, I'm just thinking of uh, these faces are coming to mind right now. I've known people over the years that, said, man, I want to be discipled. I want to be mentored. I, I really want to do right. I but they don't even stick with it six months. How can it work for you, if you, like my dad says, if you don't work it? How on earth can it work for you? You've got to be consistent. You know, some people are, the only thing they're consistent in is they're consistently inconsistent. Let's think about that for a minute. My dad said that over the years. They're consistently not consistent. You can depend on them to just not, not be consistent. Man, how will you know what God's going to do, what he's promised, if you don't even show up? You say, man, are you just talking about church? No, church is part of it. But I mean showing up to spend time with God even. How can we make it in these times without God? How on earth? You've got to tell me how because man's wisdom isn't cutting it. Are you looking at the world? Man's wisdom says the transgender lifestyle is what you need. Man and man's wisdom, apart from God, says, let's have drag queens read books to our kids. Let's tell kids they can choose their gender and they can't even choose their bedtime. Let's ca- tell kids they can choose. Uh, they can choose all these things, but they, I mean, they can't even choose. They shouldn't be able to just choose their, their food all the time. Because kids will just choose chicken nuggets about 365 days a year. Some of you have heard this story. About 10 years ago, we came across a story, and there was a girl. She was 22 years of age. All of her organs were shutting down because all she had eaten was Sprite and chicken nuggets her whole life. True story. You should look it up. I haven't looked it up in about 10 years. But fake chicken nuggets probably from uh, McDonald's. They're not even real chicken nuggets. I don't know what those are. Chicken food? process something or other just i mean you you can't live a lifestyle of i'm not going to feed myself spiritually but i'm going to i'm going to just expect to make it or i'm going to feed myself on the world's junk and the world's junk it, that's exactly what it is can't press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which god through christ jesus is calling us if we're back and forth book of james the author there says man if we're tossed like the waves of the ocean back and forth we're unstable we're unstable so you as believers God is is expecting that you take him at his word hey you're going to have ups and downs we talked about it you might be in a valley right now but it doesn't mean you change your walk with God and say man I'm just I I just I don't know I don't know if this is working what what let me just say this before we continue on I don't know who this is for it may not even be for anyone in this house might be for someone on the live stream But if if you don't seek God, once again, I got to reiterate this and I got to be strong with it. All you have left is the world system. And the world system is run by Satan, the prince of the power of the air, Scripture says. The cosmos is the Greek word for it. It's the world system and it provides no answers. Look at Hollywood. Folks said, well, the pandemic, we went through that, right? La pandemia, the pandemic. You know, it's crazy now there's a pandemic of of actors and actresses and athletes falling over with heart attacks and strokes. That is the world system. Not for you to fear. We just fear God and trust God. But things aren't working out for the world right now. It's not going very good. And every time you look at the stock market or whatever, you say, well, there's a recession looming. It's coming now. That's the world system. It's up and down. We've got to press on with loyalty and faithfulness to God and be consistent in His Word and be consistent in our walk and relationship with Him. I press on, the Apostle Paul said, to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Can someone say amen? Let's go on to the next verse. (laughs) The Apostle Paul is so certain that what he's saying is from God and inspired by the Holy Spirit. He's spent time with God. He's seen Jesus Man, he's writing inspired scripture here. We have it 2,000 years later. He said, Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. <laughs> if you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. He's making no apology for it. He's saying, This is the way it is. This is from God. I had people disagree with me about stuff that scripture says. A couple years ago, as a guy in my Bible study, Disag- he said, Yeah, I know what that says, but. I said, well, we have nowhere else to go. I told him that night. I said, I said, bro, your heart is not right. So I'm going to turn you over to God. I said it right. He wouldn't. He was arguing with me about some silly stuff in Bible study. I said, I'm going to turn you over to God then because your heart's not right. Oh, I know my heart's not right. And then I said, oh, well, then I turn you over. We could keep disagreeing about Scripture. I mean, there are some things in Scripture that are grays to people. You say, that's not black or white. That's a gray. I mean, but there are so many things in Scripture that are very, very clear and plain in the basics. What's sin and what's not sin. So many things. What's God and what's not God. And it, we just, we can't keep arguing with people and stuff. He says, if you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. Yeah, if you keep seeking God and praying, God will make it plain to you. Let's move on. But we must hold on to the progress. Oh, let's hang out here for a minute. We must hold on to the progress we've already made. Oh, man, don't you hate it when you're doing something? Man, maybe, how many of you in here cook? Do you cook? Several of you, right? Somewhat. I, I, I've dabbled, you know, myself. I use the air fryer. I'm getting pretty proficient with the air fryer for gin. I, I can do some air fryer meals for her. I'm not particularly gifted in cooking, although it is therapeutic. I make a pretty mean over medium egg. But I've noticed in the kitchen, you know when you mess up something, it's frustrating because you lost all your, You feel like you lost all your progress. And, well, and I've heard, I think I've even heard mom say, well, let's just throw it, throw it away and we'll start over. But it was so much to get here. Oh, the progress we've already made. I was needing breakfast. We were in the Santiago airport in Dominican Republic. You know, we're already concerned about germs over there. You got to use hand sanitizer, and we got these American stomachs, and you don't want to drink the water. And they say, don't, don't drink the water. Don't swallow water in the shower. I have a habit of when I get in the shower, first thing I do is go. Don't know why. Now you have insight into my life. I'm a little strange. I get in the. I just. I do it. It's an old. It's probably, probably since I was 10 years of age. I get in the shower and I go. And I don't drink it, but I you know, I don't know why I do that. It's like just part of, so I've done it in Dominica, I'm like, oh, oh you know. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Well, here I go. Early in the morning, man, we'd been up so early. We're at the Santiago airport. We're waiting to be called to get on our flight together, the missions team. I had this, uh, you guys familiar with those RX bars? They're so healthy, no sugar added. They're kind of chewy. Well, I I tore mine completely open, and I do this with bananas. I took it out of the wrapper. Don't know why. My hands are clean. And I felt like I'd made progress. I took a bite. I said, man, this is going to be a great breakfast. Not a lot of calories, but it's clean. You know, recently I went gluten-free because (laughs) I found out I have an allergy to wheat even more than dairy, so I don't even know that I'm allergic to dairy. Said all that to say this. I'm eating this clean bar. It's gluten-free. It's dairy-free. It's great. 12 grams of protein. And I was making progress. That was breakfast. You know what I did? I dropped it on the floor in the airport. I just went like that. I was sitting, and I dropped it. And I picked it up, and I went, I better get Jen's approval. I better tell her what happened before I proceed, because I could just get myself sick after not, not getting a stomach virus on this trip, the Dominican bug, they call it. She comes out of the restroom. I said, Baby, I dropped this thing. What do you think? I just rinse it off. She's like, No way. And I was like, Look at all the progress I made. It was out of the wrapper. I already taken a bite of it. It's frustrating when stuff like that happens in life. How much more should we hold on to the progress we've already made in God? There's some, some things I'm, not going, I'm just not going back to. I don't know about you. I'm not. I'm not going back to my weaknesses. We may stumble over some stuff here and there, but I'm not going back. I ain't going back. He brought me this far. Mm-mm. I counsel you, man and woman of God tonight, believers, people of God, on the live stream and in this house, don't you dare turn loose of the progress you've already made. Don't do it. Don't do it. I wish I could go back. You know what my grandpa used to say, Reverend Treadwell? My dad, my dad asked him one time, said, he said, would you do it all again? I was in there with him. They were good friends. My grandpa was actually one of my dad's mentors. And my grandpa said, Fabian, no way. He said, man, I feel like I'd mess up something worse than I already have. I've, I've come this far by faith. I'm going to hold on to the progress I've already made. Can't go back anyway, but I'm not even going to consider it. I, I can't. I, We can't go back anyway, so no, I wouldn't want to do it again. He said, I wouldn't do it again. He was already in his 70s at this point, lived to be 91. we got to hold on to the progress we've already made and keep looking forward, keep moving forward. Don't you dare go back. Don't take steps backward with anything. Don't you dare. Believer, don't do it. Let's go on to the next verse. Dear brothers and sisters, Paul continues, pattern your lives. Look at this, a strong This is a strong and bold statement. Pattern your lives after mine. He knew he was holy, living right, and he was a good example. And learn from those who follow our example. Let me read that again. Pattern your lives after mine, he said. And learn from those who follow our example. Wow. Big statements. He's made other statements in the New Testament where he said, you know, imitate me even as I imitate Jesus Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. So pattern your lives after mine, he said, and learn from those who follow our example. Let's keep going. For I've told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they're really enemies of the what? Of the cross of Christ. Let's go back. Let's go back. Their conduct shows they're enemies of the cross of Christ. Let's stay right there a second. You can tell a lot about someone by their conduct. I can tell you all day how great I am, and I'm, I'm, I'm a man of God. I'm serving God. But then you see me treating my wife bad, you're going to have questions. Or you see me treating people bad at the store that shouldn't really matter. I had a, I had a guy I went to school with, and I grew up with him. Crazy guy was a lot of fun, but, man, he was carnal. He was like, he was like the evil me. We had a lot of similar personality traits, and he was like my evil twin in so many ways. And he was, he, <laughs> he was not a good influence on me. He was carnal as they come, wasn't really saved. And there was something he used to say that stuck with me, and it was so awful. When he'd write people off, he'd go, how are they going to help me in my life? I was like, so you only care about people if they're going to help you. How selfish and self-centered. I used to tell him, what is wrong with you? What do you mean? How? He's like, yeah, but how are they going to help me, bro, in my life? Well, that, that's poor conduct, isn't it? That's poor conduct. He said, I've told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they're, they're really enemies of the cross of Christ. Their conduct is poor. You know what conduct is? Conduct is holiness. Because there's righteousness, right? And We've gone over this before, but repetition is good righteousness means you are right with God. You have right standing with God by faith in Jesus, right? You're right with Him. But if you're really right with Him and you believe it and you walk in it and you say, man, I, I still make mistakes. That's all right. You know you're right with God. You repent as you go, man. You keep seeking Him. When you're really right with God and know it, then you live like you're right with God and that is your conduct. That is holiness. Holiness says, I'm going to live like I'm actually right with God. There's other people who say, well, I'm right with God, but I'm going to live like the devil. That's not how it... That's not how it works. <laughs> that is not how it works. Their conduct shows they're really enemies of the cross of Christ. So our conduct is very important, how we act. That's not a religious thing. That is a character thing. We've got we've to live like we believe it. Let's keep going. Said so these people whose conduct doesn't line up, they're really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction hmm, their God, notice it's a God there with a lower case G, not God Almighty, their God, their idol, the thing they worship is their appetite, (laughs) I wonder if any Americans, their God is their appetite, what do you think, I wonder, see, we we don't need to, you can be a foodie, Jen is a foodie, man, there's some of you in here, some of your foodies, you can raise your hand, are you a foodie? That's okay. Don't be ashamed. He said, man, I like sampling stuff. I like it. Praise God. That's fine. You should. I wish I was more of a foodie. Uh, me and Eric, I speak for me and Eric. He said, it's pretty good. We got a friend named Chance in North Carolina. He eats stuff that's awful. You just go, wow. He, one time, Dad made something. Dad said it was so awful, Dad Brown. And he said, Chance, our, our friend, he's a dear, dear friend of the family. He's part of the family. He said, no, it was pretty good. And Dad said, no, I'm throwing it away. He said, no, I'm not asking you anymore. You'll eat anything. It's disgusting. I think Dad used chicken flour to make biscuits. (laughs) Maybe that tastes like chicken in a biscuit. You remember those? I don't know. Dad said, (laughs) it made made sense. What's the thing people were saying a few years ago? It sounds good, but it's ridiculous. It didn't work out. He's eating them, and Dad Brown's like, no, this is terrible. So some people eat to live. Some people live to eat. You can be a foodie, man, but as long as it's not your God, right? And look at this. They brag about shameful things. You ever met people that brag about shameful things? I've grown up around it. Maybe when you were in the world, you did it, right? say, man, we we got so drunk, I don't know who I slept with. <laughs> I've always been, have I remember in high school people saying stuff like that. I don't know how I got home, and I was going... Maybe I'm a control freak, but uh, I, that don't sound right to me. They brag about shameful things. I remember a guy who went to church here years ago, and he was—he would brag. He bragged to another friend of ours, a reliable source. He would—he bra- had a beautiful wife and kids, and he would brag to him. He would brag to his work buddy here at church about how he was cheating on his wife. I thought, how stupid. And I'm glad the other guy told him, you know what? It's guys like you that give us a bad name. That is terrible. Oh, man, I've been. Can you imagine bragging about shameful things? That is not godly. Bragging about shameful things. People do that. That's very carnal, and that that is not the right way to live. And they think only about this life here on earth. Hmm. Let me put up the next verse, verse there. Oh, it was just one word. And they. They only think about this life here on earth. But the Apostle Paul goes on to say, we are citizens of heaven. You got, man, people of God, we got to think about stuff beyond this life, don't we? Now, let's be real. Even this week, I'm sure some of us, myself included, got stuck with thinking about just this life. We did it. We have cares and worries. and go, man, I think I did it before church, if I want to be honest with you. And I think, I'm not I think, I know, I felt convicted. But there's things that get on your mind. You go, oh, that just bothers me. It gives me a weird feeling. I'd, we get stuck in it. We get, we get so stuck in the mire, and the mud about certain things. But I got, I got good news tonight, people of God. Look, we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And this will help you. It's helped me. Push your issues and your problems and your worries and your cares and your bills and whatever else out into eternity and go, is this going to matter in five years? Is it going to matter in 100 how about 10,000 years in heaven? Is it really going to matter? But you know what's going to matter? Things you gave toward. we were talking about giving. we talking about Dominican Republic today. I was talking to Dad Brown and Dad Senna. Talking about some things that they're wanting to do in Dominican Republic. Pastor Radames. And, man, talking about the value of people getting saved and coming to you later and saying, Man, I got saved in your service. You led me to the Lord. There is nothing like that years ago I don't know if it was 20 years it, it's pushing 20 years ago a guy that I loved he worked at Permian Ford, He gave me a ride to the church I think we were having the church fan worked on I don't remember exactly what was going on and he looked at me and goes you know what I just want to thank you and I said for what he said for being a good example to me he said even in high school man we were all doing such crazy stuff and I feel like you were a good example to me and he didn't know everything I did in high school I did some dumb stuff but as a whole, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I always did my best to walk saved and live right and be different. And he said, you know what? It touched my heart. And this is not a reflection of me. This is a reflection of Jesus. But he said, man, you know what? Because of you, I feel like I serve God today because of your example. I said, really? It caught me off guard. It was one of those i was like, are you really? Wow, that touched my heart. Guys, we're citizens of heaven. People are watching us. More importantly, God is watching us. There's grandstands in heaven where those who have crossed over are watching us. Scripture calls it a cloud of witnesses. The angels are watching us. God's watching us. The enemy's watching us. People on earth are watching us. They're watching us. Say, no pressure, right? But you look beyond that. We are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we're eagerly waiting for Him to return as our savior what verse is that meha what verse is that guys is that that verse 20 okay that is verse 20 <clears throat> we are citizens of heaven let me go on to verse 21 and i will close out with verse 21 tonight 321 is the next verse he will take our weak mortal bodies and he say man i work out and that's good but these mortal bodies don't last forever He will take our weak, mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything. What? Go on to that next verse, or the next part of that verse, under his control. What really matters? I'm getting something out of this chapter tonight. What really matters? Your eternity, that you're a citizen in heaven. God will take care of the bills. God will take care of the relationships. You keep pressing forward. You keep repenting and living right and forgiving and walking with God. God's going to take care of all these details. What really matters is eternity. People you've led to Jesus, people you've been an example to, your life, your salvation, your relationship with God, that's what matters beyond everything. There is so much more to this life than just this life here on earth. Can I get an amen? Let's remember that. Let's pray tonight, if you would, please. Thank you for your attentive hearts, your humble listening tonight, your attention. Go ahead and bow those heads and close your eyes. Father, we praise you. Hmm. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you'll be honest with yourself. Even in this room, this is not a huge gathering of people, maybe 20. 20-plus people, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you've gotten to the place recently, oh, I feel like there's several of you in here. Oh, Lord Jesus, I feel your spirit. Where you said, Pastor Matt, I, I, I don't know how I can carry on. If that's you, raise your hand tonight because God is with you and I'm with you. If that is